This is statewide news from Alaska Public Media. I'm Ava White. Alaska Congresswoman Mary Paltola was in Juneau this weekend. It was the last stop on a statewide tour to kick off her re-election campaign. Peltola said she and Senators Lisa Murkowski and Dan Sullivan have accomplished a lot in the last year. She pointed to an executive order barring Russia from selling seafood to U.S. markets after processing it through other countries. That impacts fishermen throughout Southeast Alaska and throughout Alaska. And we did make progress on that. After 10 years of the delegation pushing that executive order, we got it through a few weeks ago. Peltola became the first Alaska Native person elected to Congress in August 2022 when she won a special election to fill the remainder of Congressman Don Young's term. That November, she was re-elected for a full term. Peltola is a Democrat, but she's gone against the rest of her party on issues like Arctic drilling, gun control, and immigration. She told KTOO that one of her biggest accomplishments has been advancing the Willow Oil Project. I am proud of the fact that I helped bring it across the finish line. I was the one who worked with the leadership in in my caucus to really insist that Joe Biden meet with us. Peltola's challengers include Alaska Lieutenant Governor Nancy Dahlstrom and Republican Nick Begich. Meanwhile, the war in Ukraine has resulted in the loss of Russian input to an international Arctic monitoring and modeling project. KUAC's Dan Bross reports. University of Alaska Fairbanks Institute of Arctic Biology professor Sindonia Brethart is part of a European Union-funded project called Interact, which gathers data from scientists at field stations around the Arctic for the development of terrestrial climate change response models. But Russia's invasion of Ukraine resulted in the EU pulling funding for Russian researchers, and Vladimir Putin made it illegal for them to transmit data out of the country. Bret Hart is one of the authors of a recently published EU-funded analysis of the impacts of the loss of input from Russia's 21 field stations on the Interact project. Perhaps not surprisingly, what the paper shows is that the Russian stations are actually really important in terms of getting a handle on what the variability is across the whole Arctic. Bret Hart says Russia represents about half of the Arctic landmass, so the loss of on-the-ground measurements has significant impacts on the development and performance of the Earth system's models. She notes that the Interact project still has access to satellite-gathered data from Russia, which is useful. But in terms of understanding the ecological processes, there's really no substitute for measurements that are made, you know, on the ground at different sites to understand why changes are happening and to fully capture what those changes are. In Fairbanks, I'm Dan Bross. This is Alaska Public Media.